This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. Let's take a second to thank today's sponsor, Anchor. Anchor is by far the absolute easiest way to make a podcast. And when I say easy, I mean easy. First of all, it's completely free and there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit right from your phone or your computer. Best of all, with Anchor, you can add any songs from Spotify directly to your episodes. So the possibilities are endless on what you can create. Whether you want to create a music analysis, your own radio show, a deep dive on your favorite genre or artist, or something that the world's never heard before. Anchor will even help publish your show to Spotify so you can reach hundreds of millions of listeners. Oh, did I mention there's no copyright on the songs? Yeah, it's that easy. You guys want to start a podcast that includes music, or you guys just want to start a podcast in general, get started by downloading the free Anchor app or going to anchor.fm. And if you need some inspiration, you can head over to blog.anchor.fm slash music from some more idea starters. Thank you so much, and let's get into the episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to The Real Real Podcast with me, Natalie Barbu. In today's episode, I am interviewing Shelby Church, and if you guys don't know who she is, she is a very, very successful YouTuber who started her YouTube channel when she was 14 years old, and I believe this was like 11 years ago or something like that, so, you know, she's she's been on YouTube for a while. She has seen it all, and we talk a lot about her journey on YouTube and kind of her transformation on YouTube because she has transformed from like the beauty lifestyle community to making videos on honestly whatever she wants but it's a lot of like personal finance real estate tech tesla like so many different topics and i just think it's so fascinating how she's had such a successful long career because that's really hard in social media i feel like people it's kind of like a revolving door where you're in and you're out but she has been successful for a very very long time she's hit um over a million subscribers um she's very active on youtube she's still very consistent so i just think it's cool um kind of hearing how YouTube has changed her life and then also how she's kind of evolved with YouTube. And before we start on the episode, I just, I want you to appreciate (laughs) the episode because I have never recorded a podcast with this many technical difficulties. And thank God Shelby and I are friends because if this was like a random stranger and all of this stuff happened, I would be mortified. So shout out to Shelby. (laughs) Um, Pretty much the app that we recorded on for some reason was lagging a lot and that usually doesn't happen, but it was lagging a ton. So like I would say something and then like five seconds later she would say something, but then I would already be talking. Like it was just, it it was pretty hard to adjust for the lag. And then um, she had to for like get out and come back in for a while um then my dog was crying at the door bambino was just crying trying to come in i was like i'm recording (laughs) and then um there was construction at her house so sometimes we'd have to pause and wait for the construction to end and then there was also time constraint so you know it was it was difficult but she is a trooper because like i said if this was a stranger and all this happened i would be so embarrassed because it was pretty much like all on my end so Thanks, Shelby, for being cool with it. Um, (laughs) Anyways, I think this episode is really, really fascinating. If you guys like her videos, you guys will like this. If you guys are interested just in the YouTube world and the, like, social media landscape, I think that you guys will be interested in this. And 
I, this is an episode that I'm like really, really excited to post. So I'm just, I hope that you guys like it. Actually, I know that you guys will like it. Um, but before we get into it, I also wanted to thank the reviewer of the week. I love thanking you guys for reviewing the podcast because it really, really helps out my podcast. I am not someone that makes that much money on my podcast. I don't do too many advertisements. I really barely make any money off of this i really do it because i just genuinely love it and so having reviews um really helps because it just pushes my podcast to other people so if you guys could take a screenshot and share it on your story that you're listening i will be sure to repost you um you can tag me you can tag the podcast and then also if you guys can leave a five-star review if you guys did enjoy the podcast that just means a lot to me so today's podcast review comes from black and gold 199 love the username um and she's she or he says i always look to the real real when i'm in desperate need of motivation no matter the episode or guest natalie always finds a way to make the message so inspirational after listening i always do something in my day that i wouldn't have before and for that i'm beyond grateful absolutely love this podcast and can't wait for more well thank you so much i love that i love that this motivates you because that's the whole point of this podcast and also i mean i completely understand i listen to some of my favorite podcasts and i get so motivated or i'll even like be done with an interview and i'm like oh my god i i I can do anything (laughs) so i completely get it um but thank you so much for leaving that review because i know that you guys do not have to leave reviews so I'm always super grateful when you do and I love when you guys um, DM me and like screenshot showing the review because then I can personally thank you. So anyways, I hope that you guys enjoy this episode. Be sure to uh, again give this a review if you guys liked it, but let's just get into this episode with Shelby. Life doesn't happen bi-weekly, so why should payday? The money you earn can be in your hands today as it should with Earnin. Earnin is an app that is changing the game when it comes to getting paid. Imagine having access to the money you've earned as you work, not just waiting for payday. With Earnin, you can access up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. Just download the Earnin app and verify your paycheck. Then access up to $100 a day as you work and leave an optional tip. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. So think about it. The next time you're planning a special night out, you need a last minute gift for a loved one, or you face an unexpected expense, like maybe a trip to the vet, Earnin has you covered. For me, it's about having the flexibility to handle those surprise expenses that life throws my way. So whether it's unexpected bills or needing to cover rent when things are tight, Earnin gives me peace of mind knowing that I have access to my hard earned cash when I need it most. Make Earnin a part of your financial routine and join Earnin's over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about Earnin, I think about financial stability, security. It gives me a lot of peace of mind. Download Earnin today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earnin app, type Real Real under podcast when you sign up. It really helps the show, so please don't forget that step. Real Real under podcast. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank. Subject to your available earnings, daily max, pay period max, and location. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Let's talk about styling hair because it is a whole production, especially when you are battling frizz. And take it from me, I live in Miami, Florida. It is about to be summer. I really know frizz, but honestly, I would rather be doing something else like booking a spontaneous vacation to St. Bart's or rewatching the Heirs tour for like the third time. You know, the important stuff. But who actually has time for frizz? 
Introducing Way's new anti-frizz cream. It is like a superhero for your hair. It provides immediate frizz control that lasts up to 72 hours. I actually brought it on a trip with me and my friend borrowed it and she purchased it right then and there because it was that good. So how does this fit into my hair routine? It is the best thing I could have done for my hair. I am all about saving time and the anti-frizz cream does just that. Plus the Sydney inspired North Bondi scent is so amazing. You can thank bergamot, Italian lemon violet and more. And as someone who is always concerned about heat damage because I definitely use a lot of heat on my hair, this anti-frizz cream provides heat protection, which is such a big relief. And my hair feels so much lighter and looks smoother after using it. Get busy being frizz free with Way's new anti-frizz cream. It's not just about taming frizz. It also provides heat protection up to 400 50 degrees, reduces and repairs split ends, quenches dry hair with intense hydration, and according to a consumer perception study, 90% of participants agreed that their hair looked less frizzy after using it. I can definitely contest that. And while you're at it, check out Way's other bestsellers like the leave-in conditioner, which I also use, detox shampoo, fragrances, hair oils, and hair gloss. They're all essential for achieving that salon-worthy look at home. So you can frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and enter promo code RealReal for 15% off any product. That's T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com, promo code RealReal. Hi, Shelby. Thanks so much for coming on my podcast. I'm excited to have you on, especially because I feel like I should have had you on anytime I was in LA and I just never did so it's like a long time coming <laughs> oh my gosh yeah we'll have to do like a live in person one sometime it's always better that way you have a podcast too like millennial life crisis right with you and Monica yeah I kind of ditched it a while ago <laughs> but I did I mean the episodes are still up <laughs> if people want to listen but I decided to kind of put a permanent pause on it yeah, it's okay. You know, it's there if you want to come back. It's still on iTunes. It's there. <laughs> All right, so we're going to start with setting the record straight. And this is some stereotypes and some assumptions. And then you'll let me know if they're true or false. And then we'll go from there. So the first one is YouTube is the hardest social media platform to grow on. False, I think. Do I explain? Yeah, no, explain. Uh, okay, I think that Instagram is probably the hardest right now because you like there's nothing letting random people find you like if you're lucky maybe but youtube is so much easier if you make searchable content people are gonna stumble across it i wouldn't say it's the easiest like TikTok's probably easiest and then youtube and then you push them to like instagram from that but i think instagram is like the hardest to grow on i agree i i feel like all my instagram followers are only from like youtube like no one has found me through instagram you know it's all through like other platforms so i i definitely agree but i think reels is now making it like a little bit easier for people to be found oh true true i haven't really experimented with that but that's actually so true i don't know though i don't know i mean I, i've like tried to post a few and like i've gotten some followers from it but like I think now they're like just having to compete with TikTok because everyone like loves TikTok so much. So hopefully the algorithm will be yeah. easier on Instagram. I know. Even Snapchat's trying to make a comeback. The next one is you have a specific niche. You have to have a specific niche on YouTube to grow. Um, I would say this one is false too. I think you can have a few different ones because I don't really stick to any one niche, but I do think it helps 
to stick mm-hmm. to a niche is probably better, but it's not an absolute necessity. Yeah, I think so many people say like you need to stick to one, but honestly, I feel like it, it can get kind of boring. Like if I only filmed content on one thing, I feel like I would get bored. I don't know how people come up with ideas when it's like so pigeonholed their content. I mean, like me and you both have content all over the place. Like it's like so many different types of videos, but I feel Mm -hmm. like that's what makes it more interesting, honestly. Like I like following people like that more than like something super, super specific. I feel like I make videos about so many random different things. Like if I have an idea that's random, I honestly don't even hesitate. I'm never worried about it not fitting within a niche because i'm like if it's a good video if it's really interesting i think people will click on it no matter what i agree that's how i i mean i feel like it's also one of those things that's like if it flops too like whatever i know it sucks but like yeah it's like not a big deal that's what i always tell people if they're really stressed about a video doing bad it's like okay well like better luck next week at least it's not like a documentary you spent a year working on it's literally a youtube video it's like no big deal and then the next one is clickbait is a good strategy on youtube um false it's well kind of i feel like you do have to play into it a little bit but if you do it too much if you go too overboard people just won't even trust your titles and thumbnails anymore and they'll be like oh that person like that's definitely fake like there are definitely channels where i'm like i never even click because i know it's not going to be real but you do have to like get some kind of hook you know yeah i feel like you do a good job at that with your like videos about like money or your videos about you know like things that are more like transparent like you do a good job at like not saying exactly what it is but like getting people to click on it and like still being like truthful in the video oh on my vlogs i guess i've been a little too clickbaity um I don't know it's so hard with vlogs because i'm like some of these are boring like some i think are kind of interesting when they're house updates but if they're not i'm like okay like my last one (laughs) okay this one is a little ridiculous the title is i've been putting this off all month and then like 10 minutes in i just talk about how i've been meaning to buy health insurance and i haven't done it yet (laughs) (laughs) i mean you're not (laughs) lying Yeah, no, it was true. I talked about it for like a couple minutes. I was like, this is confusing. I I still didn't buy it. I know. I feel like it's it's fine. Like you do. I mean, as long as it's not like sh- like all those like prank channels, you know, that they're it's like super clickbait or like, yeah, we got married. And then like, it's a prank. It's a prank. <laughs> like those I feel like are more annoying. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. And those channels, I mean, you know, the viewers are like five years old or something. So they probably fall for it but i feel like the rest of us are like what is that i want to know more about like how you've been on youtube forever so what was your life like before you were on youtube like what did you do in your free time did you want to be like an actress Did you want to be in front of the camera like what were what was shelby like pre-youtube oh my gosh it was so long ago um i mean i was 14 when i started making videos But I always liked editing videos, so I would always make, like, the end of the year gymnastics, like, banquet thing. I loved editing. And um, I guess I was more interested in, like, behind-the-camera stuff than being in front of it. But I do enjoy both now. I think it's fun. Um, But, yeah, I guess before YouTube, I was so young. I was, like... 13 i just did gymnastics all the time and then in the summer when i didn't have school i had just too much free time that's kind of how i fell into youtube was just like you know you're too young to have your license and like drive anywhere so it was like i was in quarantine you know yeah (laughs) that's kind of how it started (laughs) 
That's funny. And like, what was your first video then? Was it like gymnastics content? Or like, did you kind of start in like the beauty community? Like, oh, no, I totally started in the beauty community. I remember it was a nail tutorial, like how to paint like a flower on your nail. And I think I did a couple gymnastics videos. I mean, I wish if I was that age now, I would go so hard in the gymnastics content because people really like that. Like, it's too bad. The timing didn't work out, but... Did you have a gymnastics channel, like, a few years ago? Like, uh, or was that your sister that did, like, gymnastics filming yeah. content? Both of you, right? Yeah, Monica was the one who, like, spearheaded that, but I did help out and I made some of the videos. Um, but it was this gym in Washington, and we basically, like, filmed... It was almost like a reality show, like we'd get like a little bit of drama like interview them and stuff it was like really good quality but we ended up taking it down because just like the kid side of youtube is really weird mm -hmm. and you know how they disable the comments i don't know the whole thing is weird honestly i didn't really enjoy even filming that stuff like i found it kind of boring um but it did really well people really liked the gymnastics stuff like a lot of the videos got i think one video got like 10 million views or something Oh like my a gosh. Yoga challenge, like something really random. I mean, I think it's cool though that you guys like try different things. Like it's like you and your sister both, but like individually too. You guys are trying so many different types of content on YouTube. Like you started doing beauty and then you got even like some gymnastics and then like fashion and now like money and every house stuff. Like you literally have touched like every single niche like you've even done like tech and tesla like <laughs> right and like if you told me five years ago i would be doing videos about money and like more tech type of stuff or even business related like interviewing businesses i'd be like wait what because i felt so trapped in that like saturation era beauty world thing like five years ago when that was a thing i really thought no one would ever watch any other type of content that i made but it's worked out so much better and I feel like the videos are better. I just feel more like connected to them. I just like them better. When you were starting on YouTube, like when was the moment when you realized like this could be a job? Like when, cause I now it's your full-time thing. So like when did that happen for you? Um, it was kind of when I was graduating high school, I was moving, I moved to Orange County before I moved to LA and I just went to a community college for a year um because i didn't get into the school i wanted to go to so i was like okay i'll finish up some credits here whatever because i did one of those dual enrollment things so i like i was like halfway done with college if i just transferred to like a state school or whatever um but at that point i was graduating high school and i could already pay for everything myself it wasn't a lot it was like thirty thousand a year probably but in Orange County, and I was like 18, so I wasn't like spending money on a lot of stuff anyway. And then I saw how it grew. Once I had like a manager and was getting brand deals, I was like, okay, I see how this can grow and become a real thing. Although I don't know if I really thought it would get even as big as it is now. I feel like no one thought that in the very beginning, like this would be a job that when one, like people want to be like little, little kids are like, I want to be a YouTuber. And also that like people are making more money than doctors than their parents then you know like it's i know crazy it's really really crazy so it's it's interesting seeing like people that started from before you even could make money on it to like what it is now and like seeing when that shift happened so that's cool that for you it was like right before college or like 
right when you were going to college and have you so you have been on it for like so so long so have you ever felt like really unmotivated on youtube like when do you ever get in those ruts when you're like don't want to post or you don't know what to do with your channel like what is that for you 100 percent have felt that i had it the worst probably three or four years ago when i was still kind of making that saturation era type of video so people don't know what that is it's basically like the beauty community i guess lifestyle in general because i wasn't doing full-on makeup videos but that style of videos um i had been doing it for a while and it wasn't even doing that well anymore but i really had no idea what else to do i was like kind of scared to try any different type of video um and I like dipped my toe in by doing photography related videos for a while because I just enjoyed photography anyway and editing and all that stuff. And that did pretty well. Not like amazing or anything, but I, I started to like it more. Um, but I remember during that time being like, should I just quit this? Like, have I, is my run done on this? Should I like finish school and like go get a real job? I don't know. Like, I really considered that even to the point of like, I took a couple more college classes like a f wow. just a few years ago because I was like, I don't know, but I didn't really want to give up on it. I just felt like kind of unsure. But once I started to figure out the type of videos I liked making, it clicked into place again and it's done even better than before, even better than that like Sachinera saturation era so yeah but that was difficult because i was not really wanting to make videos but i was still kind of pushing through but anytime i tried something different that helped because it was more exciting to edit or work on i just tried to follow what i was actually interested in rather than what i just thought people wanted to see and i feel like you kind of have to blend that like you can't do mm -hmm. fully like something so niche and obscure that no one cares about at all but you also can't do it just what people just what you think people want to see because you can like see through when people are doing that like that they don't really enjoy it and that's why i think it wasn't working the saturation era thing i wasn't enjoying it yeah and when did you make the, the shift was it like photography and then like after photography what was like the next thing that you started filming or like when did you actually start feeling like better about your content um, oh, I can like even remember here. Let me like look at my channel. It was photography stuff for probably a year. And then let's see. Photography stuff for a year. And then I made this fitness journey type of video. And I just really liked the style that I made of it. Um, it was just like how my videos are now. Like a lot of voiceovers, a ton of B-roll, like very visual i guess um and i was like wait this is like my new style so i kind of ran with that and then after that i did an, a video about the new iphone so that was kind of tech but still photography ish related um and then it just got really random like house tours and all this different stuff like i guess i was just going crazy on like whatever i wanted to do um like i even did a video trying every rooftop bar in la i was like no way is this gonna do well but it got like two hundred and fifty thousand views so i was like wait okay i guess i can kind of just do what i think will do well i don't know at what point i i guess once i got a tesla i was like okay i really like the tech stuff too it's fun to review the more lifestyle crazy products like i don't get into like the laptops and pcs really as much but i like the 
stuff that's like fitness trackers, uh, electric cars, um, anything that seems like it would be in Black Mirror, like those smart glasses. <laughs> yeah. No, like I mean, that. your channel like is literally it has so many different like types of videos and like I feel like you can just tell with how much time you put into them that you actually enjoy them and I feel like it honestly is more realistic to show all of these different types of things and to actually enjoy them than like just one niche because people that stick to just one niche I'm like don't you get tired of it like aren't you just like tired of filming the same thing over and over again and I've seen so many people burn out that way they're like I literally have nothing else to post about this topic so yours is more realistic in the sense that like people are interested in different things and like it shows on your channel yeah and I guess the only consistent thing is they just know the editing will probably be what I think is good so they know it'll be like probably a good video no matter what it is like that's the one thing I try and stay consistent on is that it's like captivating from the start i guess even if it's kind of random your videos are so well edited like take us through the process of like how you actually like plan and edit a video because i always notice your editing i'm like oh my god this is so good like i don't have the time to do this but like props to shelby for doing this so like <laughs> what's your process from like okay i'm gonna Thanks. film a video to editing it and bringing it to life yeah so i usually will like have the initial idea and then just like something will start like coming to me of the video like literally talking points so i'll just start writing them down and i can like just start seeing in my head like shots to get so i'll write down all this stuff um and then i shoot that whatever it is and i always make sure to get a bunch of b-roll because i know i know myself i know i'll want to do a voiceover because i know that i'll just forget things like i have little like plot holes in my videos and i need the voiceovers to fill them in and I just think it's fun. Like, I like watching videos that have a lot of B-roll, so I like doing that. Um, and then usually I'll edit it, rough cut it together, and then I'll think of way more ideas for the video. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this would be so much better if I went and I shot this or interviewed this person. So I'll have like a second shoot day, and then I'll finally edit it all together. Sometimes I'll shoot a little tiny bit more, but... I never really shoot and then edit it all. I always am like going back and forth, coming up with more stuff. So I feel like part of my process is to edit it and then see what else I need. That's why I feel like I can never hire an editor at this point for my main channel. Do you write it down? Like, do you have like a shot list or it's like all stored in your head? Like, I need to know like the actual, like, how do you plan this? Like, is it written? Is it online? Yeah, like I write it. <laughs> Here, let me find one. I usually write it down in Notion, um, which is just an like a note-taking type of app. Uh, I'm trying to look at one to see what I have here. I'll text you the screenshot of this because it's not very organized. It's just like a bunch of random thoughts that I have. Mm -hmm. And then I'll usually write a shot list out somewhere. Like I'll text it to myself so I know yeah. what to get. So I just have it on my phone. That takes so much more patience than I have. Like with editing, I'm like, I write down a script pretty much where I like write down what I'm going to say and then I just edit it all. And like, mm -hmm. that is why my videos are so much less uh, captivating, I guess, than yours or people that actually take like a lot of B-roll and take, you know, it looks so much more like a movie or like a documentary. And mine is just like me sitting on my bed, like explaining something. So I admire people like you that spend so much time editing because for me editing is like my least favorite part like I hate editing I really don't like editing content oh funny yeah I feel like people like to watch both types too so it's like 
it doesn't even matter. Like I just I'm uploading a video tomorrow about investing where I just pick like 10 stocks that I think are going to do well this year. And um, now I have to edit out Robin Hood. So that's annoying. But <laughs> if you've seen all that stuff going on. I know. I was going to say, do you have GameStop on there? <laughs> Um, I actually have a little bit, like $20 just for fun. Um, and it's it's finally doing well again. But yeah, that one I don't have as much B-roll. It's more of a sit-down video. So I feel kind of weird about it. I'm like, wait, like, are people going to want to watch this? Because I never do videos like this. But we'll see. Got to test it out. And how do you come up with videos? Because like, like we said, you have so many different types. Like how do you, is it just like things that inspire you and then you film them? Or like when what's your process of like coming up with a new video idea um I just write down when they come to me usually uh like I have a really hard time like forcing video ideas but I will try to make myself think of them if I can and I'll try and put different um like types of videos I guess a format I'll try and put a format with something I haven't seen done before so like the last video I did was three reasons you should not buy a Tesla. I always see stuff that's like reasons you should not like listicle type of things. Um, and so I was like, well, I haven't really seen that with Tesla and I haven't done that. So I'll, I'll just try that. Um, but some of them just like I just randomly think of like when I rented my car to someone on Turo. I just thought of that. I thought of that so long ago, but I didn't want to make the video for a while because I was nervous what would happen to my car. But I just had it written down for so long and I finally did it. So I have a lot that are just like written down that sometimes I'm like, eh, I don't know. But then I'll come back to it and be like, actually, that one could be good. Do any of your videos do like really well that you were like, this is not going to do well. I'm just going to upload it anyways. And then you're like shocked at how well it does. Yeah, let me see here there's definitely some i mean i was surprised at how well the tesla stuff did in general like i feel like most of the ones i uploaded a year ago have a million views or close to it at this point or like mm -hmm. now it was like a couple of years ago they have just like way more i thought it would do a little better than my normal videos i did not think it would get like a million views oh okay the one about the prefab house the video title is is this 400 square foot tiny house the future of housing I was really shocked that got 1.5 million views. Okay, the one I was the most shocked about, I almost didn't upload this because I didn't like the footage I got. Like, I was like, eh, this wasn't really my best. It was the video about Bryce from Too Hot to Handle, um, how he lives on that boat in Marina Del Rey. That video did so well, and I did not expect it. But I guess people are interested in, like, the boat life. It is kind of interesting. Like, when I met him, I was like, wait, let's make a video about your boat. This is so cool. I feel like you make videos that are just very like different like I've never seen those or you know maybe that's not my type of niche but I feel like you just make videos that are engaging for everyone even if that's not like the necessarily like niche that you're looking into so I feel like that's why people really love your content it's just because it's very well done all, like very different but like really attracts like all different types of people like people who I normally wouldn't watch like a boat video but like I would watch yours because I'm like oh this is cool like I haven't seen this before so I think that's like a huge reason of why they do really well or part of it I actually think so like back when I did like the saturation era type of stuff you're kind of limiting yourself because that's going to be mostly girls that watch it and so it's like half the population like does not care at all about that but the ones I make now they're way more broad and I've noticed I get a lot 
of guy viewers too and so i think that's why it's done better it's like it just appeals to more people in general mm-hmm. yeah that's a really good point and i feel like that's like the popular youtubers that you see that's like one of the reasons why is because their demographic is not 90 percent female or 90 percent male it's like a good healthy like mix of both and i never even thought about that so that's a really good point that like you're literally missing out on half mm-hmm. the population <laughs> And your videos are really transparent. And is that ever, like, you've talked about money. You've literally talked about how much money you've made. You've talked about, like, your renovation, your jaw surgery. Is that scary for you ever, like, to put yourself out there like that? A little bit, just because I don't want someone to see it and, like, take advantage. You know what I mean? Like, it makes me a little nervous that anyone could go and see that. I mean, for the most part, I don't mind it because I think it's helpful for people. Like... When I do a video about how much I've made, I try and give some tips for people or like even just encourage them like if you're going to try this, like make your videos longer than 10 minutes, like things that I've learned along the way because I don't want people to think I'm like just trying to brag about it, whatever, because I'm like, no, trust me, like if anything, I kind of would rather not tell people for the most part. But um, Mm -hmm. yeah, it's just weird because you never know who's watching. You never know like who's who now knows that information because it's still like a little taboo and like I always think I'm like what am I gonna like go on a date and then he's gonna like look this up and there's like a lot of info out there you know but yeah whatever I guess if that person's not cool with that then then I'm not cool with them yeah (laughs) it's like oh you got the check it's (laughs) a little weird yeah yeah that'd be oh my gosh it'd be like okay you definitely looked some stuff up (laughs) that'd be funny and what are your favorite videos to film out of all of those like what's your favorite content to make um my favorite type of content is when I can interview people because I just learn more about it like when I made the video about dote I mean dote's no longer around but that was one of my favorite videos to make basically it was a video where I interviewed the founder and like all these people got a bunch of b-roll I made this video basically where I interviewed the founder of a company and then interviewed some of the employees and got a bunch of B-roll and it was just cool because I was like interested in that. So the whole time that I was doing the interview, I felt like I was just selfishly asking questions that I just want to know the answer to. Um, So I don't know. I just thought that was fun and editing it was fun. I felt like it was more inspiring of a video than just Mm -hmm. some of the ones I make are entertaining, but kind of random but that one, that one and the Scentbird one, that was probably like my favorite video I've ever made. The one with Scentbird? Yeah, I want to make more like that, but it's like not as cool. So I want to do more videos like that, but it, I just don't think they'd be as good during like COVID. Like I think they'd be better when the world is, if ever, back to some kind of normal where people are like in their office and all that. Yeah, no, I I agree. It's hard now to like travel to interview someone or like their office is like their home. Like it's now no longer like a Mm corporate corporate office. Like everyone's working from home. So I totally get that. And then before we go, I I wanted to ask you, what are your tips for someone who is starting a YouTube channel today in 2021? Because I know you started, me and you both started like so long ago. I think I started in 2011. So like started so long ago. So like what are your tips for someone that starts today and like how to grow and like how to make like videos that are successful? Yeah, I feel like 
My biggest tip on how to grow is make sure you're doing stuff that people are actually searching for and want to see. So you really can't just start making vlogs or something random like that. You got to hook them with something else first because you can start a vlog channel later, but you have to get people interested in some way. So whether that's doing tutorials on something or um, reviews, like that's how a lot of the tech people start is doing tech reviews, things that people are searching for. There are so many things too that people are searching for now. So many more people are on YouTube in general. It's never been easier really to build a channel because there's just so many more niches that have an audience that they didn't have five years ago even. Like five years ago, it felt like there was like comedy, beauty, um, some tech like yeah there it was like not that much now you google or you look on youtube anything literally search how to knit how to draw stuff like that there are channels with like a million subscribers so no matter what your like random interest or talent is i promise you there's probably an audience for it but you have to do like formats that people want to see you kind of just have to mix it like what you're actually interested in and what people are searching for yeah I like that advice that you're like, it's never been easier to grow. Cause I feel like so many people are like, it's never been harder to grow, but I agree with you where I'm like, now there's more people on YouTube than ever. You literally can film anything mm-hmm. and have the potential to go viral. You don't have to stick to like a formula. So I feel like you're like exactly right when it's like, this is actually the time when you should start a YouTube channel. <laughs> Cause it's, it is way easier to actually like make content you like and like be successful doing it. Totally. Like people say it's saturated and it's really not that saturated like that it's not like everyone has a youtube channel like if you think of most people you know that aren't a youtuber they they don't even know a youtuber so it's like still pretty uncommon and there's i feel like there's lots of room for people to still make videos yeah it's like it's one of those things where it's like not everyone has a youtube channel but everyone watches youtube so it's like a good good ratio Mm -hmm. with that Well, thank you so much for coming on my podcast. I will have all of your stuff linked down below so everyone can find you and follow you. Um, But thanks, Shelby, for coming on. And I'm so sorry for all the technical difficulties. Oh, it's I'm sorry for mine. I feel like we both had random technical (laughs) difficulties, but I'm used to it. It happens like every time I make a video, there's like something that happens. Perfect. How it is. All right, guys, what did you guys think of the episode? I, again, like I said, it, it, it took a while to, to record and to get right, but I think it was an amazing episode. And uh, I didn't get a chance to ask Shelby where you guys could find her at the end because, uh, again, like I said, we were on a time constraint, but you guys know I'm going to have it in the show notes. So if you guys look up at Shelby Church on Instagram, you guys can also find her on YouTube under Shelby Church. Then everything of hers will come up. She has a main channel. She has a vlog channel. She has an Instagram you know, I don't, I don't know if she has a TikTok, but maybe so. (laughs) Um, anyways, so definitely follow her. Her content is gold. It is amazing. I really, really love watching her videos. She's one of my favorite YouTubers right now and also a friend of mine. So we're also both renovating houses, which is cool. I should have said that in the intro intro, but yeah, we're both renovating houses. Uh, I feel like, um, she makes content that is really relevant if you're in your 20s or older and i know that you guys will love her content so anyways thank you guys so much for listening and i'll see you guys next week with another episode of the real real podcast
Hey there, my name is Renee Rena, and I am the mom friend you have always wanted. I am also the host of the Mom Room Podcast. We publish two episodes per week, a co-hosted episode on Tuesdays and a solo episode on Thursdays. Popular topics include pooping and having sex after giving birth. I have a solo episode where I talk about not sharing a bed with my husband and why that's okay. I hope you'll tune in to these conversations every week. Join us on Instagram at the Mom Room Podcast and start to feel a little less alone in this crazy thing called motherhood. Hey, my name is Lovan Roomf and I've been working my ass off as a celebrity stylist by day and a podcast host by night. At the Low Life Podcast, it's all about keeping it real. We're talking fashion, beauty, to religion, sex, drugs, mental health. I mean, there's no topic off limits here. And vulnerability is mandatory. You can find my podcast, The Low Life, that's L-O, no W, everywhere and anywhere you listen to your podcasts. New episodes are out every Thursday. We'll see you then.